Well, hello and welcome to the Relationships Are Underrated podcast. I'm your jovial host, Jonathan Asley. And I'm your also jovial, as not as jovial host as you, Jonathan, <laughs> Trip Kramer. I'm glad you said your name. I wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> what is it about jovial? What is it about jovial? Oh, well, it just, I think that's happy with like a bit of abundance to it. Happiness with kind of a, it's like big. I think think maybe, uh, I'm going to call you out here. I think it's a nervous laugh. I don't know. I just get excited. Is it nervous or are you just excited? It could be a nervous laugh. That's interesting. I'm going to ponder that. I actually think that there could be some truth to that. It's a way to maybe calm my nerves a little bit by going a little bit more enthusiastic okay so maybe uh, not I'm, nervous but calming the nerves and getting into yeah. a happy jovial state well talking to you all the time brings me in a good state most of the time <laughs> thank you i'll take that well, well when you call me out on my shit i don't necessarily feel all jovial in that moment <laughs> yeah but you're always glad that i did right we we keep each other in line you know, I'm grateful that there are men in my life who, where I can actually share those places of fear, anxiety, insecurities, knowing that I won't be judged. And I come to you for perspective, even though you're younger than me. And I only define that as typically people are older or considered to have more wisdom, and that is not always the case. So I'm very grateful for that. And I model this for my son, too. You know, I have a 26, well, he'll be 26. And uh, I model this for him because I think it's important for men to share their fears, insecurities, and anxieties, not from a place of, you know, validating it or trying to, you know, immerse yourself in it, but, and, and without, without putting it down either. Am I making sense? Kind of. I'll say this related to relationships. Do you know what I yeah. tell my guys over at Trip Advice, my company? What do you say? I say, be vulnerable. I say, talk about your feelings. Talk about what's going on with you. But I say, don't talk about that stuff with your partner. Talk about it with your guy friends. Talk about it with your therapist. Talk about it with your brothers and sisters, your parents. But I say, try not to be the person in the relationship who's going to be vomiting out a bunch of vulnerabilities all the time. Okay, well, now I would agree if it's all the time, that's probably going to create some tension in the relationship, mainly on a subconscious level. I suspect that to be the case. However, and this is where you and I've had some disagreements, or I don't want to say disagreement, but difference of opinion, I should say. I believe it's important in a healthy, happy relationship to be vulnerable, authentic, and transparent with your partner. And now, if you're in a constant state of insecurity, then you have to work on that because that's not healthy for the relationship, even if you don't share it with your partner. You said vulnerable, authentic. Transparent. Transparent. I call it the VAT. Okay. Be more specific. What does that mean? So, um, 
You can Tra- be transparent. I'll start with transparent. Do you have to be transparent about everything? Do you well, have here- to be... Oh, I mean, authentic is just... Aren't you always authentic? Vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable about everything. So... All right, so let's clarify. I did not say those words. I said vulnerable. You know, authentic, I, I know. I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay, so well, now let me answer. <laughs> Being vulnerable here. Uh, transpa- <laughs> I'm going to start with transparent. If something is material to the relationship, I think it's important to be transparent about it. So if something can affect the relationship, I think it's important to discuss it with your partner. I agree. Um, you know, if you're if, if maybe there's a financial problem and you might lose your job and that could affect the household finances, that's an important conversation to have with your partner. Agree. So so if it's material to the relationship now, if you're having a doubt about the relationship, well, a doubt is an inner, you know, insecurity or inner dialogue that's going on. So you may not need to share it until you actually have clarity on that doubt and then be transparent with the person you're with. So there's a difference between, oh, I've got some thoughts in my head versus you feel a certain way that could affect this other person. I agree. When it's material to the relationship, absolutely things need to be brought up. Uh, with the caveat of coming to the person with with something that of substance, so meaning not just necessarily going to your partner right away at the first little thing, but really figuring out okay, what's going on? What what do I need to tell my partner? What's happening here? Maybe not just jumping to I don't know whatever it may be. Now, what about things? that are not material to the relationship. You know, I had a bad day at work. Do you yeah. have to tell your partner? I, you know, I don't think you have to share. I, I think you should be able to fee, f- feel free enough to share everything. And at the same time, you don't have to share everything. In a so, perfect world, it would be really nice to be feel free to share as a man share all those things with your well, partner. Well, well, well but, now let me bring hang it. On, hang on. Okay. But I don't think that women find that attractive most of the time. Now, I can guarantee you, my audience will tell you quite the opposite. We have the same audience right now, my friend. Well, I'm telling you the audience on my channel over at What Would Love Do and my YouTube channel, they actually craving men to be more vulnerable with their emotions to be more expressive with their emotions they say on the that field. they well, say you, that but i don't think well, they actually really like it especially if it's happening on a consistent basis i'm sorry i just don't believe it i just can't believe it i don't think that now i think they want here's what i think they want they want a man to be uh what's the word that that you always talk about, women always talk, emotionally um, available. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Emotionally available, <laughs> which, by the way, took me years to figure out what does that mean. It never yeah. clicked with me until recently, yeah. and now I understand. Emotionally available just means a man who's willing to commit to the relationship and also show love. That's it. Well, I would say express his uh, feelings about his partner. That would be a sign of emotional availability and to be committed to the relationship. I think as long as that's there, 
the woman is happy. So why don't you give me an example of where you think vulnerability would affect how a woman would feel about a man? If you have a physical- Be specific. Happy to. (laughs) If you have a physical ailment that's bothering you, and like, I don't know, a, a bad back or something, or a sore knee or something to that matter, and you bring it up a lot, and you complain about it a lot, and it's a common topic of conversation. I think when you, if you're stressed out at work, or you're stressed out by anything, insert, I don't know, anything, work, friends, especially money, whatever. Yes, Jonathan? I think the topic we were going to do is going to be this topic now. Yep. So I just yep. want you to know that. So, so, uh, so Jonathan folks, we and actually I... had another topic Go about, ahead, yeah. but we're going to switch gears. So there's a big difference between complaining and being vulnerable. So complaining, I am in full agreement. People who are complaining about their life, complaining about their back, complaining about their work, that's a whole separate category than being vulnerable. Vulner- that's not vulnerability. That's just being I don't know, bitchy for whatever word. Uh, yeah, I mind. think I think maybe vulnerability is saying, you know what? I feel really uncomfortable that my my father is asking something of me with re- relationship to my siblings, and it's put me in a very awkward situation. And sweetheart, I don't know what to do, and I'd love to get your feedback. That's being vulnerable. So, okay. so with your art, so because you specifically said vulnerability is a no-no, and you've said this to me before. And by the way, if I'm getting heated, folks, it's because this is where uh, get heated, Tripp and I man. agree. Get heated. Let's we go. We agree okay. because you believe it affects attraction, and I'm here to say building intimacy is is much as important as attraction, and this is how you build intimacy by being vulnerable with your partner. I think that if you really needed your partner's opinion on something because you think that they give really good advice in that arena, then in that sense, okay, you can ask their opinion on something. But if it's really like equal where I could ask my partner, I could ask my friend, I could talk to someone else about it, I would then not bring it to my partner. Again, if it's not material to the relationship and I bring it to my friend and talk to them about it. I don't want to bring extra problems. Relationships are hard enough. Hang on. Relationships are hard enough as they are. I don't want to bring in extra problems in a relationship. And also, it's different how men view women and women view men. Women do want to be with a mentally strong and emotionally strong person. That's not just opinion and anecdotally. And, well... Many anecdotes over, but it's also from a large 37-country study that showed that women want to be with a man who is mental, has mental strength and resilience. And so, you know, listen. All right, in the, right, what, hold out. on, I'm not done yet. In, yeah. in a one-time-per-year situation where you're stressed out with work or, you know, in those very rare moments of life where a loved one passes away, maybe your father, your brother, whatever, passes away. In those in those rare, intense moments, being vulnerable 
it's going to be fine. Talking to your loved one, talking to your woman about it, maybe even crying in those rare moments is going to be fine. But deep down, a woman does not want to see that on a consistent basis. And I would even say even more than like once a year. And sometimes I think once a year could even be a lot. I, I so disagree with you, my friend, because and, and I say this now with a lot of love because you're embarking on your new life with your new partner and or not new partner, your partner, uh, your new marriage. And vulnerability is the hallmark or intimacy is the keystone to a successful relationship because What's intimacy, intimacy built. Okay. Intimacy is being vulnerable, authentic, and transparent. Those are the foundations of intimacy. And let me hear me out. Because what it does most importantly is build trust. Now, I want to I I come back to what you said. Confidence, both a man... No, I'm going to go on my rant for a second here, okay? Confidence, whether it's a man or woman, is incredibly attractive. And being that ability to equally be able to be what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say not a provider in the relationship, but being stoic, if you will. That is a confidence. That's confidence. And men and women, men are attracted to confident women because tell me something, my friend, you are not attracted to needy women, complaining women, you know, unstable women. So it confidence goes for both genders. Okay. And that's what you it's were describing. Equal, Hear me out. But it's not equal. Well, whatever. All right, let's it's not, not equal. Let's not mince the I, percentage point. No, it's okay? very important because a man is not going to be as affected by that as a woman will. Yes, of course. We can lose no, attraction just as much. Okay, we no, can lose attraction. No, it's not let's, true. I, okay, you're going to say if a woman's too needy, we'll accept it because we get sex. No, I'm being not, blunt here. Not at all. I know you didn't say that, but you, I'm just saying. You went into a whole direction. Well, I was not... thinking of a conversation we had before, but you didn't say those those words either, okay? I'm no, here, I'm I don't know why you went to the sex word. Now, listen, this is well, nothing to do with because well, we because, sex well, because the... be able to handle it. It's not about that at all. <laughs> it's about what makes a man and a woman attracted to each other. So a woman holds confidence. Listen, go, go ask any woman what they were attracted to. You give them, say, if you ask everyone. Everybody says confidence. They say it's the number one thing they're attracted to. You're not letting me finish. Okay. A woman is going to say confidence a majority of the time. Ask your guy friends what they're attracted to. Now, they might say confidence and that might come up, but you give me a, give them a top three. No chance in hell. Are they going to be saying, hold on, confidence as much as a woman is confidence holds a stronger weight i'm not saying that men don't like a confident woman that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that confidence holds a stronger weight for a woman it's more important to her for her to be with a man who's confident than it is important for a man to be with a woman who's super confident Okay. Yeah, no woman, now, no man me, wants me, to, one and, more second, and, and, and you can have it, one more second, it's like, <laughs> no man wants to be with a really insecure woman, that's not what I'm saying, you're going to the extreme, all I'm saying is a man can handle more insecurity from a woman, It, for example, than a woman can for a man, you have the floor. 
Okay, so I want to explain why I brought up sex because it's been, I've heard from other podcasts, men relate women based on their sexual market value and it's based on looks first. So if men, if women look at men based on confidence, men are looking based on looks and or their sexual attraction to them. That's why I brought up the sex piece. Okay. True. true. And that is true. I just want you to understand where that came from. That's not, that's not opinion. Okay. So that's been studied. Okay, so with that said, what I was getting at but, is... But that is a separate conversation, but yeah, continue. Okay, so where I was going was you were with a woman who was incredibly insecure and actually had a mental illness, which became inflammatory in your relationship, and you lost attraction for her. You're, okay? not, listening. So, You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Well, hear me out, me. hear me out. And, that, okay. that, well, and so you... For you might have sustained it for a while, but it ended up being the reason why you broke up with this person. I agree. Right? True. Yes. Okay. So we can only sustain, you know, to some degree, we might sustain some insecurity, but at some point we're going to say, I don't want to deal with this much insecurity in our lives. So I may not be weighted as much, but at the end of the day, any human being who's overly insecure, I mean, to some degree, might be the cause for the relationship ending, whether it's a man or a woman. That's my I w- point. All I want to comment to that is that, first of all, yes, I don't disagree. That was the reason why that relationship ended. You're 110% correct. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the man has a higher threshold for a woman being unconfident. We have a higher threshold okay. for that. So what I'm saying is, yeah, of course, to, the, to that extreme case... We broke up because it was insecurity to a whole level of a mental illness. It was, it was brutal. Okay, yeah, that's the extreme case. But what I'm saying is, if even if she was a let's say twenty five percent as insecure as she was, that amount would be tremendous to a woman because that is what holds a heavier weight in terms of what keeps a woman attracted to a man. So, okay. so I said that, I, I, I and I will, just repeated myself, but okay, you, so, you gave that example, and I just want to say okay. how that's not a, 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 a great example of what I'm talking about. Okay. I would tend to agree with you, because um, I would tend to agree with you that women have probably a higher threshold of confidence than a man does towards a woman. I, I, and I don't know how to quantify that, but I would say that's genuinely true. However, coming back to what brought this on, you said once a year being vulnerable, I'm going to tell you, my friend, that's asinine. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, right now, as your friend, vulnerability builds deeper connection with your partner. It does. You may not know this yet, but I, I you're going to learn this. I'm not really even disagreeing with that. I think we need to define what vulnerability is and not by looking up. I just shared an up, example. Well, yeah, but... When you talk about vulnerability... Now do your Google search. No, I don't want to. I don't, we don't okay. need to. That's not the point. The point is, okay. is, is vulnerability... I guess this is a good question to bring up right now. Is vulnerability, yeah. when you're vulnerable, is it always something negative or is it also positive? Sure. I guess it I'm trying to say that if you're being vulnerable... Even this, I don't like these words, negative and positive. Even that's kind of not as specific. But to just try to get this out there is like if you're being vulnerable in a way where you're showing 
a lot of negative emotions as as a man no multiple times per year that's not going to be good that's not really a good so, thing but i so get what you're get, saying vulnerable can right. be more than negative it can be positive uh, you can also show happy emotions but those are going to be a lot better i want to be very clear here one little footnote and then jonathan to you i never mean to ever say see people can listen to this and go that's toxic masculinity i'm not saying hold in your emotions I'm never saying don't process or hold in your emotions. I'm just saying don't bring up all these negative emotions that as humans we naturally get to your female partner. It won't help. Okay. So I would agree that whether you're a man or woman, you shouldn't be vomiting your emotions all of the time, whatever you're feeling. I just, and whether you're a, a man, if, so what's if you're the a right woman amount, listening to this. What's the right amount to do it? Well, so... I was thinking the Gottmans talk about the five to one ratio. <laughs> In other words, for every five positives, you can have one negative. And I'm not, I'm just speculating here that to some degree that might have some value sure, yeah. um, in relationship. But let me give you some examples of vulnerability. All right. Where, and I'll, I'll use what you do in your profession with your guys. To tell a woman you like her is a vulnerable thing to say. If okay. you tell her you like her 30 times, you're probably going to ruin attraction. So I would agree with that. But by expressing how you feel about your partner, and women are thirsty for their men to express how they feel about them to their partner. And this is where I'm going partially with this is, again, it's not negative. It might be the example I shared with the father and the children, because I'm going through that right now. And... That's one example of vulnerability. Another example of vulnerability is just demonstrating care. It's actually expressing your emotions is a vulnerable thing to a man. And men who hold it in oftentimes create more tension in the relationship than they do strength in the relationship. Hold on, hold on. I want to talk I'm about done. that. Hold in what? Hold in what? Hold in their, their feelings. Well, they don't, they share, they don't, sure, they don't I, express their feelings. I agree, but we're not talking about that. We're talking expressing about expressing a feeling is a vulnerable thing. Oftentimes, it's very vulnerable for men. But to share what their I'm feelings. saying is, I'm not saying to hold in your emotions. Okay. I'm saying to process them with other people beyond your partner if it's not if it's not material to the relationship. And then it begs the question of, well, how often should you do that? Once a year, once a decade, once a week, once a month, once an hour. And I think it's easier just to try to go. Well, you do check-ins with Megan once a week. We do, but that has. That's but, vulnerable. So I want to restate my opinion on this. <laughs> <Okay>. Vulnerability <laughs> in, in the sense that we're defining it in this conversation right now okay. is fine. But to be more specific on the different parts of vulnerability, because you can be vulnerable in many ways, what I'm saying is the parts that are negative, complaining, or this, or I have a problem with this, or uh, this hurts, or this, or whatever, not material to the relationship, all that stuff, process it somewhere else. Absolutely process it. I, process I, it I not in the relationship. If you're constantly negative, complaining, or have insecurities, go start seeing a therapist as soon as possible to work on your stuff. And, yeah, and you don't yeah. want your partner to be your therapist. I fully agree with that. And it's a slippery same slope. That's why I'm giving this advice. Because I think it's a slippery slope because it does feel good to sit there and vent to somebody, anybody. And I tell guys, and guys who are listening now, 
don't do it to your partner unless it's material to the relationship. Though that's important. That's that's crucial communication in the relationship. Otherwise, process it somewhere else. Come in strong. And real strength, by the way, because I'm not saying strong because you're holding in your emotions. No, you're processing them, but not with her. Okay. I'd love for, I wish we had more of a panel. I'd like to hear more examples. Yeah, this maybe. would be an interesting, you know, comment. I'd like yeah. to hear more examples of it, but uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't think it helps. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'll tell you, a lot of relationships I'm fail because saying, they're not vulnerable with each other. No, and they're not, no, 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 no. You're telling no. me, you're telling me, I'm not Why saying the guy. Why do you think guy, women initiate most divorces? You think when I say, I'll t- well, that's <laughs> a big question, but you think when I say don't be vulnerable, and I get it, this is kind of what it sounds like, is to not show emotion. I'm not saying that. You're imagining, and this is what women imagine, or anyone imagines when you say that, is robot walking around. Which I get. That can cause a big problem in the relationship. You're just like, who am I with? Who is this person? They are emotionally unavailable. I get that. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't come in with the negativity, with the problems that are well, not by the way, and I've agreed. The by the way, have I not agreed with you on that? I don't know, but you're still, there's something... Not that I need to convince you, but <laughs> well, I'm I'm here to say. By the way, I'm kind of glad we're having. I hope this podcast does really well because this is us being on our edge, which I love. By the way, is um, I'm, I'm not saying that was for, a selfish uh, thing I just said. By the way, I, I'm this not, podcast does well. <laughs> I'm not saying for the for the man to be emotionally unavailable. Yeah. This is where many of my, so I would say, and by the way, the reason why I brought up divorce is yeah, one let's of talk the about complaints that. I hear so much is there from women is they, they're lost intimacy. Intimacy is both physical and emotional. What I mean is there's sexual intimacy. That's the physical touching, sex, that sort of thing. That's intimacy, getting close to your partner. And where most women feel at least from my clientele, and keep in mind I'm a dating coach for women, dating relationship coach for women, is they feel a lack of emotional connection with their partner. Men who are so stoic, so strong, don't share emotions and aren't vulnerable that they've lost real, they've lost attraction with their partner. In fact, this is kind of the number one thing I hear is they lose attraction for their partner because these men are so in their stoicism, if you will, that they're not actually being intimate with their partner. Yes. That makes sense to me. I could see and, a woman wanting to, I don't know, I guess we can go to the extreme, get a divorce, for example, for uh, in a situation where they're in a loveless relationship, loveless, emotionless. But what I'm saying is what if there was a relationship where the man was there, showed affection, showed love, initiated sex, all the things that make a woman hold on. Give me an example of show love. Hold on. Sorry, I cut you off. (laughs) So a man comes in, does all these loving things, woman feels loved. Yeah. I guarantee you, woman's not gonna complain. I wish he was more vulnerable with me. Or I wish she was more whatever. Insert that. She'd be happy. 
She'd be happy. He's happy. Everyone's happy. So give me an example of showing love. Coming in, giving your wife a kiss. Okay. Give me another example of showing love. Honey, let's go to the bedroom. Okay, let's go non-physical examples of showing love. Sure. You know, it's funny. My love language is touch. That's probably why I'm coming <laughs> up with those. Um, <laughs> Mine is words, by the way. Hey, hey, babe, how was your day today? Uninterrupted, phone in your pocket, good eye contact. Babe, I want to hear about your day. How'd it go? Okay. How about expressing how you feel about your partner? Babe, I love you so much, and I just want to let you know, I'm really grateful that we met. Mm. So if a man is doing all those things, that's, and for some men, that's very vulnerable to do all the things you just, well, you know, not the sex piece. <laughs> for some men, it might be. Um, but, and, and by the way, I do want to say something, Trip. I apologize for interrupting. I want to acknowledge that <clears throat> publicly. I will I'm um, a little bit at, heated on this. As I interrupt <laughs> you, how meta, I will say, I know sometimes <laughs> when I talk, I have pauses because I'm thinking as I'm talking. So yeah. it seems like a place where you could come in, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm still I'm still talking. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so well that's why I catch the pause and I go, okay, it's my time to jump now. Um so so again, what we're talking about oftentimes is and by the way, this, let me tell you something that could happen. You feel this great love for your partner and then you embark on having children. And then the focus is all on the raising of the children and it's the doing and paying the bills and cleaning the house and doing all these things. And eventually the relationship starts, at least I've observed this in many cases, where it starts losing that emotional intimacy and including the physical intimacy. And this ends up being the second cause of for divorce is emotional disconnect and physical disconnect with the partner. So by being, when I say vulnerable, authentic, and transparent, I am also including in there being loving like you just described and continually being in love and in gratitude with your partner and being expressive. I am not saying vulnerable about vomiting all your fears and insecurities to your partner because I would agree whether you're a man or woman, that's just going to be a turnoff. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Let's do this real quick. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get the definition from Google. Are we ready for it? Oh. Absolutely. Right. That's your job to do the definition. Here we go. I'll give there's a few different translations here. One is uh susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. For an example, we were in a vulnerable position. Okay. So susceptible to physical or so I guess your guard is down is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. It says now of a person. Well, here here are some uh, synonyms: in danger, in jeopardy, at risk, endangered, unsafe. Okay. Here's another definition: in need of special care, support, or protection because of age, disability, or risk of abuse or neglect. Uh, another one that says bridge of partnership, liable to higher penalties either by convention or through having one one game toward a rubber. I don't know what that. Oh, is that is that in the Did game? Did you say of rubber? Oh, yeah, that's a game of bridge. Is that what <laughs> that means? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. Now hearing, now hear. See, I think what we do in society is we toss around words, 
And so things get mixed up. If I were to go off of this very literal definition, I would say you should not be vulnerable with your partner unless it's material to the relationship based on this because it's all negative, like in need of special care and support. Again, when I'm saying this, I'm more talking for the men out there who are listening. That's just to help understand what I'm I'm saying here. I think for a woman, she has more leeway to be more vulnerable and talk about all the things going on with her or complaints. She has more leeway. I don't think she should do it either on a consistent basis or nag on a consistent basis. I think a guy is going to eventually be like, wow, who am I with? This person is just a bundle of negative energy and complaining yeah. all the time. Or even not complaining, just, geez, this person has a lot of problems. So is that a pause or is that a... Um, like, it was like half. I was like, <laughs> as a pause. So could you do me a favor and look up emotional vulnerability in the definition of that? Emotional vulnerability. Okay. Yeah, see if there's a... Def, type in definition... Well, I don't mean to tell you what to do, but type in definition of emotional vulnerability. I'd like okay, to hear so what there's that no, is. There's no like Webster's Dictionary, oh. but from some websites... Okay, from Psychology Today... Emotional Great. vulnerability. That's a fairly, uh, fairly we can probably good agree source. with whatever's yeah. Emotional vulnerability is most often felt as anxiety about being rejected, shamed, or judged as inadequate. It has been defined by Brene Brown as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Think about that for a moment. Uncertainty is a given in every day of our lives. It is deeply tied to anxiety. So speaking of Brene Brown, I believe, and if I'm quoting her properly, she says vulnerability is not the hallmark of courage, but she associates vulnerability with courage. And that's where my, my take on this comes from her work on vulnerability. So it's interesting that the psychology today looked at it from that perspective as anxiety. Like, well, emotional vulnerability is most often felt as anxiety about being rejected, shamed, or judged as inadequate. Oh, okay. So when you're emotionally vulnerable, you're subjecting yourself. Because again, it's what is being said here is based off of the literal definition of vulnerability, right? It's like yeah, vulnerable is... You're susceptible to harm. So emotional vulnerability is you're susceptible to being rejected, shamed, or judged. So it's just like a, a, it's another form of vulnerability. Well, I could see where a man might share. I'll give you an example. I'm having problems getting an erection. Okay. I could share that with my partner because it's material to the relationship and I could get rejected for that. See, this is where it gets a little tough because... But she's going to find out about it because guess what? If I can't get a hard on, she's going to see it. So I'd rather talk about it no way. than... Absolutely fuck, well. not. Absolutely I'm in an older not. age demographic no, than no. you. Men are, men are men, women are women. No, man. Do not bring up with your partner about your problems with your penis being limp. Real fucking attractive. A woman really wants to sit down and talk about your limp penis. 
solve the problem. The guy should go and by solve the problem. By the way, and problem. by the way, sometimes taking a blue pill doesn't solve the problem. I never said take a blue pill. I didn't say Well, that's usually the, what we do. Well, whatever the case may be, solve that somewhere else. Because guess what? She won't solve it for you. And more important, well, she could maybe. I guess she could come up with some ideas. Maybe she's studied it. Who knows? But either way, talking to By the way, I've never lost a woman by telling her that, my friend. And I have. You don't know for sure. (laughs) I mean, listen. And I was in a six-year relationship, and she didn't break up over me that. What did you say again? I was in a six-year relationship. I wasn't as stiff as I was in my 20s. I talked about it to her. No, see, we're getting confused again. You you kind of brought up two different things. You first said talking to your partner about having erectile dysfunction. Now you're saying something different. You're saying having erectile dysfunction. Well, yeah, okay, you might have erectile dysfunction and... That might be a moment and your partner's going to know because she's going to see that you have. Exactly. Well, I did. I, oh, I framed it the first time yeah. as a, a singular event versus an ongoing medical condition. Well, I guess what I'm saying is in a moment outside of the bedroom, you should not be talking about your erectile dysfunction to your woman. In the moment that it happens, you know, I would just brush it off. And I see. I have happens. a difference of opinion on that. I'd rather, I'd rather discuss it head on than wait for that moment where it's absolutely embarrassing. And then I feel even more shamed and I'm in, in the bedroom and it feels even more uncomfortable. I just prefer to operate a little bit different than you on this one. And since think, that's a big topic, maybe we should do an episode on ED. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, ED is... Um which is pretty common and prevalent so these common, days, even yeah. men your age. Yeah, lots of men have it, and it's so normal, and that's a whole other discussion, which is not. But it's a shameful, going back to the comment that was in, it can, it's very, it, as a man, this is a, you know, our manhood, and it can truly, I mean, how our partner reacts could affect how we feel about ourselves. I think if we're talking about ED, the most important thing is for a guy to just get it handled and figure it out. And when it happens in the moment, you know, this is what I would say to a guy, to the guys listening, be like, yeah, she's experienced it before and brush it off. Make it like it's not a big deal. Why would you want to make it like it's a big deal and put all this energy and focus into it and be like, yeah, so... I want to be vulnerable By with you. Expressing I'm be honest. Some t- I have a problem. I have, I have ED. So actually expressing it, you know, let's get Brene Brown on this. You know, on our I would love to. I would love podcast because I'd like to. This. I'd like to get her take on this because here's the benefit of sharing it. It takes it out of a place of shame, and it it allows to. It takes it. So we're feeling shame in this moment whatever it is, we, and there's an embarrassment. And by bringing it out in the light, instead of holding it in, that shame might be the reason why the dick is limp. And by sharing it with your partner, you might actually feel safer because your partner accepts you with this and you, and you have a hard on, or you have a greater hard on because of it. Let's I'm exaggerating go, a little bit, but. Let's go but, deeper. And why, why okay. not just process that with a therapist 
or with an ED specialist or listening to a podcast or something like that. Well, those and, are all and, 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 and process it without having to get validation from the outside. I would say to the guys right now, don't get validation from her. And I would think you would agree with this. No one should get external validation. Get the validation from within yourself and say, I love myself. I know, okay, this is an issue. I'll figure it out. And if she doesn't like it or if she's turned off by it, well, so be it. And that's that's her problem, not mine. And hey, so, I'm going to do the best I can to solve it. You know, I, I just I just can't imagine bringing that up to your partner as a way to help reduce your shame. So she goes, it's, it's, it's okay. I never said to reduce your shame. Well, and if I characterize that, what I'm saying is it can be a very stressful anxiety, shame and shamed experience for a man. And by actually, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your assessment to go to an ED specialist or a therapist and having conversations, talking to them. At the end of the day, though, I believe having, and this is part of authenticity, by being authentic with your partner, by sharing those things about you in a vulnerable way, meaning a very uncomfortable way, by sharing the, by sharing who you really are with your partner on the inside builds intimacy, a closer connection. Now, you and I have a slight difference of opinion on this. So rather, I mean, for the moment, I'd rather say, let's agree to disagree a little bit on this. Because I'm at the stage in my life, I don't need to build a lot. I don't need to be making babies and paying the bills and being in that provider protector role in a relationship. I want true intimacy with a partner. This is what I want is to explore the depths of who I am as an individual because I did all that other stuff and it didn't benefit me. This is where I want to go in my life. Well, And if I find a partner that's turned off by it, then so be it. I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things though when you say <laughs> that. like, Let's get a little bit more singularly focused and just talk about, you know, it's like uh, my advice to you, my friend, is don't go down that. Ra- I don't think you should go down that rabbit hole. Well, it's, we'll see. it's not when about in, when I feel safe with that. someone. When you feel safe, feel safe with. Why can't you feel safe on your own? Why do you need someone else to feel safe? Oh, no, no, no. When I'm in a relationship and I can trust them because I'm not going to share personal things okay, with so someone. Then maybe I don't you feel need them to be, with. Maybe you need them to be more vulnerable with you. But maybe that's something on well, you. Let me do. Let me. Well, let me be clear about something. I feel very good at where I'm at in my life. I want to go into a deeper connection with a person on an emotional level. That's what I desire at this stage in my life. I'm looking for a partner that wants the same thing. We don't need to, we're not, I'm not in a stage where I need to be raising children and being the provider protector for someone, which are the two predominant things you're you know, in your age demographic. No, Jonathan. What? I don't. Uh, Raising children is going to be on your is going to be on your plate soon, my I, friend. I understand, but women always want to be with a guy who's going to be confident and mentally strong. 
I never said that you, okay, let me be clear about something. Well, I'm not diminishing strength and the confidence and mentally strong. I'm also saying there is a depth to relationship on an emotional level that most humans haven't even explored at a deeper level. And this is where I want to go in my life. Okay. Well, I just think that there should be boundaries within where you're, you know, you tell a guy to be. Well, we already. Well, I, you already said the boundaries. Don't complain. Don't be insecure. I get it. Those are the boundaries. And I, I, so let me be clear. I'm in agreement with you on that piece. But you think it's okay to have a discussion with your partner about your erectile dysfunction? I think it's I'd like to bring to the attention that I'm not, you know, like that, that this may happen and don't be surprised if it happens where I'm not as hard as I'd like to be. And, and I'm just bringing it to the forefront. So if it happens, I don't get one of these looks like, oh, fucking what's wrong with you? I would just mention it after the fact, because you know what? If you say it beforehand, and this is a whole different topic because well, we're talking about ED, you're almost setting yourself up for failure. I would go into it going like... I actually rather set the bar lower, and then when I'm hard, it goes, see, I look at it the other way. I've already set the bar low, and I've already okay. said my tongue works really, really, really well. So <laughs> I like what you said there, though. I like what, I like the way you phrased all that. That I, To me, it, that was really good. I like that. Yeah, okay, so I would just... I think we have a difference of opinion on when to say that. If, for example, you're dealing with ED, I would just say that in that moment. It's like, yeah, hey, listen, this happens sometimes. Uh, don't take it too personally against you. It's, uh, you know, it happens. From See, I don't want to say it after the fact. Well, let's differentiate. I don't know. Um, I just came I'm up with a... that. I don't know if that's perfect, but that was. Well, let me just say at my stage in my life, most of the women I date just are used to it anyway. So by just saying it in advance, it's not that. I mean, I'm at a point now where, and again, my age demographic, it's almost expected. Um, let's let's. And, I'm sorry, well, interrupting. Let's zoom out because I don't want this all to be about ED. And I really want to, <laughs> we have things to say on this topic of vulnerability. By the way, what is the title of this podcast now? <laughs> I don't know. We'll come up with it. Something about being vulnerable. There has to be those boundaries of what you're going to allow in terms of, because I think now what we're learning from the internet, vulnerable has to do with, it sounds like, well, I don't know. It sounds like releasing or showing emotions where you could be shamed or judged. But I guess that could be positive too. You could be like, hey, I really like you. And then they go, oh, I don't like you. But that wouldn't happen in a relationship. So I would what just imagine. What about saying I love you first? That's a vulnerable act. That's a vulnerable act. That's material to the relationship and it's not negative. Yeah, so so you said don't be vulnerable with your partner, and I'm fucking with you a little bit, my friend. Uh, and I'm saying vulnerability leads to deeper intimacy or connection with your partner. So using the example, who says I love you? You know, who said it first? That's a very, saying I love you can be an incredibly scary thing to do, especially if the other person doesn't feel the same way. Yeah, because you're, sh yeah, you're showing, yeah, you're, yeah. So that's an example of vulnerability. Okay. Okay. Now, again, we're differentiating between vomiting your feelings and being complaining and being insecure. I'm in agreement. 
But vulnerability can be, for example, how you feel about your partner can be a very vulnerable thing. Well, let me give you an example. Your partner's mad at you. Your partner's mad at you for whatever reason. And you say, I love you. You're being vulnerable. And they are like so mad at you that they're not listening. They reject it. Okay. Man or woman, right? That's an example of vulnerability. Okay. So... Well, yeah, I, and I, like I don't we want you to earlier. discount vulnerability as being bad. I believe vulnerability, again, differentiating between complaining, insecurities, vomiting, is I'm in agreement with that. And at the same time, being vulnerable, you know, once a week, once a day is not going to harm your relationship. I think to, to kind of, and I, maybe you agree with me here. So I'm going to speak for the both of us. And if I'm wrong, you step in, my friend. Okay. I think that when it comes to vulnerability, man or woman, so I'm speaking to everybody here, I believe that you need to take that in with with extreme balance. That's, I think that's my overarching point when it comes to vulnerability and emotional vulnerability is you need to think before you act. And everyone and their mother is saying, be vulnerable, be vulnerable. Brene Brown is just like her whole thing is vulnerability. And let's be careful here because I don't know if all of a sudden just, you know, listen, you hear a tip. Or you hear some, you hear a girl say, or hear someone say, yeah, "Be vulnerable in your relationship. It's good for the relationship. It builds intimacy." That's two sentences right there, right? And you could take that and run with that. Oh man, I just heard that I can be vulnerable. Okay. By the way, this is for man or woman. And then you go and you start being vulnerable all the time, and that can create a problem, and it can create. A disconnect in the relationship. So again, my point here is well is go in with caution with vulnerability and balance. What are your thoughts? So well, first off, I'm in a thousand percent agreement in a level of balance and or we could even say boundaries in that term because again, it's kind of like if it's material to the relationship. If you're feeling insecure about how your partner feels about you. Let's say you're feeling insecure about how your partner feels about you. And and we'll say the woman, we'll say in this case, the woman feels insecure. And she says, and so if she's constantly asking, asking, how do you feel about me? 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 Um, probably going to be a problem. Okay. Let me give you a different scenario. Woman simply says, you know what, I'd like to check in with you about how you feel about this relationship so I can get a sense of where we're at in this relationship. And I just would like to hear from you how you feel about this relationship and the trajectory of this relationship. It's a one-time asking in the you know in that particular moment. That's a vulnerable thing because you might get rejected in that moment. And I would think that's a very valid thing to ask your partner if you have uncertainty about how they feel about the relationship. Okay. I'm not trying to be argumentative here and disagree with everything. I'm just trying to be as authentic to my thoughts here. 
But I want to say I don't know if that would I don't think that would be a good thing for a woman to do in the way that you said it there. And I know you're riffing, so you know, I know you're just kind of going Yeah, like, I wasn't yeah, able to I kind of it. be fully present cuz I was thinking keep in mind I'm saying it as a woman, I'm trying to think of how I would say it as a right. man. I, I'm thing, just so. I'm just thinking like even that I'm just imagining if a, if a woman said that to me and we're in a relationship by the way. Don't forget. Yeah. This is not about dating. We're in a relationship, and yeah. a woman says that to me, I would be like, what? Like, this sounds so insecure, you know, what's going on? Unless she came to me with, like, an example. But if she said it to me in the yeah. exact way that you said it there of, like, where is this relationship going? What do you mean, where is it going? Well, no, those, were, those weren't my words exactly, but I'd like clarity on this relationship. But, I, but I clarity, get what, what clarity? We're in a relationship. Well, what clarity? So I would say that's interesting. Men, what clarity would you need? Okay, so men oftentimes aren't expressive about their feelings in the relationship. So women feel unclear about where the man's intent is in the relationship. So asking a question, and we'll call it the where's the relationship going question, which is vulnerable, it's because in many cases, men are oftentimes not being expressive to their partner. But what does that they're mean They're not being for a the second. loving that, well, they're, well, let me come back. They're not showing the love that you, you know, the, the things you talked about before. They're not doing those things, So they're, uh, but they're getting the benefits of sex and entertainment from the woman. Maybe maybe men need to be put to a, uh, a little bit higher standard. No, victim, victim this. mentality, victim. Let's talk, let's go to the woman for a second. There are, not just the woman, saying the person who has the problem, right? So this can be man or woman. Yeah. In this case, it's a woman. Let's go to her for a second and find out what the real problem is. So when you say, where's the relationship going? What does that mean? Well, I think- Because that would be my next question. To be on this, if a woman said yeah. that to me, I'd say, well, where's it going? I'd say, do you mean like getting married one day or- Moving yeah, in. Yeah, you start or, being more inquisitive and start getting clarity. I would want the woman to be really specific. So it sounds okay, to me, so it's two problems. From what you're saying, the woman in this example is two problems. One, she's not feeling loved enough and yeah. and or it sounds like she wants to get married or have a, a, a deeper well, commitment or maybe even have a family. So, Well, let me give you an example. Uh, hold on, real quick. Sex, is okay. that... Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that was, those would be absolutely, a yes, I am in okay. agreement. Okay, so what I would do is I would tell the woman, or if I were a woman, I would say to the guy, I would say, um, again, I'm going to riff here, so this might not be perfect, but uh, I would say something like, um, hey, you know, you and I have been, hey, hey, can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. We need to talk. No, I would not say that. I'd say, hey, I've been thinking about some things for a little while. And, and I wanted to, to bring them up to you. You know, one thing that's really important to me is that I, you know, I, I'm eventually getting married and, and starting a family. And there's been times in the relationship in the past few months where I'm not feeling exactly, I'm not really sure where your head's at. I'm not feeling like a, a lot of certainty Again, I'm, this is not great, but this is something to this extent. I know, because extent, it's hard to... Yeah. Right? Uh, and so I'm, I'm not saying I want to get married tomorrow, and I'm not saying I want to be married next month, but in the next couple of years, I'm looking to get married and have a family. I just want to know if you're on the same page. Is that something that you want in your life? Is that something that you're interested in? Um, 
and again, I'm not saying propose to me tomorrow, so I'm not trying to pressure you. I'm just wanting to know, do you see that potentially happening in this relationship? That puts the guy in the spot, but whatever. This is what you got to do to communicate and have the things. So that would be a great way of bringing that up because then the guy can really respond to it and then the woman can get her answer. And let's just say, because I feel like in a lot of relationships, maybe it's not about the marriage part. It's just about feeling loved, about feeling well, like... some level of commitment, some level of a commitment to the, the process. Okay, so maybe it is just more on the commitment side. Well, because, because here's the thing, and most of my clients aren't always looking to get married. So uh, because in my age demographic, and the men don't necessarily want to get remarried and or So then married. what more so, commitment would they need if you're already so, in a relationship? Not if you're dating. Well... So we're, okay, some examples is maybe more time together, you know, maybe more consistent time together might be an, a demonstration of that. There's a significant amount of men that reach out to women on their beck and call as opposed to having a regular routine in their relationship where they're going out. Are you and doing sure we're talking like, about relationships and not dating? Because this sounds to well, me like the dating phase. So this is where there's some time, this comes back to the, the idea of what our next podcast is going to be. Are we just hanging out or are we in a relationship? So yeah. this will piggyback on what you're going to hear next is this is where there's some confusion because you're having regular, maybe, maybe having regular sex together. And yet it's not to find what are we really doing here because it hasn't been really discussed. Well, that's a different so, topic. Okay. So that's, I'm more talking so with about, that said, the, Let's in, bring this topic to closure, and we are going to talk about this next week, next uh, podcast okay. on the, are we just hanging out or is this a relationship? <laughs> I like it. So we covered a lot, and I'd like to suggest that we definitely do this again. And next time, I'd like to bring an expert, you know, and talk about this on vulnerability in relationship. Okay. Don't sell your someone who specializes in well, this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's great. Jonathan, I think it's time to say I'm just double checking here because I don't want to say anything incorrect. I think this is right. Yes, we have a new email address. Did you know that? Oh, no, I did not know that. Well, you should because <laughs> if you have a question or a comment. People listening can email us. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com. I'll say it again. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com. It's a fairly long email address, so make sure you're spelling it correctly. If you have a question, any question at all on relationships or a comment or a question on something that we've talked about, please email us. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com pretty cool huh jonathan yeah by the way let's bring it up in the beginning of our next podcast <laughs> i think that's a good idea <laughs> because I if, hope, you like I this episode, this if you like this episode and you are enjoying please give us five stars on i on itunes i i'll never get it right jonathan on apple podcasts and don't say Spotify. never you will okay i will thank you for that yes five stars apple podcasts and Spotify, and email us. Relationships are underrated at gmail.com. This is Trip Kramer signing off. 
And this is Jonathan the Jovial signing off. Love you, buddy. Love you too, bro. I'm being vulnerable. I said I love you <laughs> to a man. <laughs> I'm going to gonna the, shame you for it as soon world. as we get off this podcast. <laughs>